Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Come on, 1 Thessalonians, we're going to learn about the Holy Ghost. Now listen, the Holy Ghost isn't weird, okay? Nothing about this is weird. Just chill out. Some of you, I'm going to say it, don't get mad at me. Some of you come out of a background denominationally. Like if you came from, okay, so let's pick on me, right? I came out of Catholic church. God bless the Catholics. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Amen. Okay, we're down. But we didn't talk about no Holy Ghost. We didn't get into the Holy Ghost. One time the priest came and was charismatic and said the nuns were praying in tongues in the basement. And I said, wow, that's pretty cool, which shows you what? If you're looking for the Holy Ghost, you're going to find him. Amen. Some of you came out of a Baptist background, a more traditional background. Nothing wrong. God bless the Baptist. God bless the Methodists. God bless Episcopalians. God bless everybody. Okay. But sometimes we come out of denominational church. And what do they tell you? Hey, man, that ain't for today. Well, I'm here to tell you it is here today. It's for now. And I don't want you to go off of what you heard. I want you to read the word and say, if the Bible says it, I'm going to do it. Come on, everybody. Look at your neighbor and say, if the Bible says it, you better do it. Okay? Now, God ain't going to take nothing from you. It's not weird. It's not goofy. I know what happened. Y'all met that one person in the church that's a little too charismatic. You know what I mean? That one person you met in the church, they're a little weird. You know, they're floating in clouds and trying to tell you it's the Holy Ghost. And a lot of you, let me help you. You ain't going to like this, but some of your little favorite teachers are a little wacky. Because they're a little too spiritual for my taste. You start getting too far outside the word of God. You got something and it ain't right fire. I know you're going to try to give it to me. Well, well, Pastor Chris. No, none of that Pastor Chris business. He follows the word strict in detail. He don't get outside the word and we don't have no other kind of weird manifestations. They got to be manifestations of the God kind. But too many people living off of words and living off of stuff and living off of things that God never told you to be led by. And you ain't going to argue with me because they tried to argue with me and I beat them all. Because you got a more sure word of prophecy. It's the Bible in your lap. We don't have to get too far out in this stuff. So we're going to keep it real scriptural, real tight, real close, and you can hang on. But I'm not trying to freak nobody out, nor am I trying to push anybody. Just hear what I'm saying, read the Bible, and let's see what true spirituality looks like. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Following the Holy Spirit and walking with the Holy Spirit is a lot more normal than you think it is. You know, I came up in the 90s, really 91. Some of you don't even remember that far back. I think I said 90 something the other day and somebody said I wasn't born yet. That really feels great. But you kind of get over it. And then I, you know, I was like, I got saved in 94. They're like, I wasn't born yet. I was like, thanks for telling me. Okay. You could have been quiet about that, but we'll leave it alone. Right. And there was a lot of stuff when we were, you know, like, you know, it gets a little, you see all these waves that come through that people want to grab onto. But here's what I want to let you know. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He ain't got nothing new. If it's new, I'd get nervous. Just telling you, man, you know what I mean? So you got to live in between the lines of the word of God. Look right here, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I read it in the message because I got you to understand this. We've got to figure first points first. You know, and you might say, well, Pastor Chris, why, why, why are we diving into this? Because we have to understand where the understanding is of reason of the word of God. Where does he talk to me? What does he speak to me? My God. Here we go. Ready? May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, Make you holy and whole. 
put you together, spirit, soul, and body. Everybody write that down, spirit, soul, and body. And keep you fit for the coming of their master, Jesus. So the trichotomy of man, which is really, I don't even know what that means. It's the trifold part of man, but trichotomy makes me look cool. All right? So the formal definition, trichotomy of man, is man's threefold nature. I am a spirit. Everybody say, I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. Okay? So this is what you got to understand. Everybody on the face of the earth is a spirit being. Okay? Got it? Does that make sense? Where they're going, that's your decision you make in the earth, heaven or hell. Eternity is not an option. Eternity is a definite, ladies and gentlemen. Where you go is up to you. That's your decision. Okay? So now here's what you got to do. You got to realize this, though. But we are a what? A spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. So I have to become spirit conscious. Now, why do I have to become spirit conscious? Because if I do not become spirit conscious, how in the world am I ever going to be led by the spirit? This is not hard. This is simple. Okay? So what I want you to see is this is the closer you could stay to the Word of God, the closer your life's going to be spiritually minded. Does that make sense? So me understanding I'm a spirit, I have to understand where God's going to speak to me. God is not speaking to you. Now let me explain something to you. God is not going to speak to you outwardly. He's going to speak to you inwardly first. All the time, every time. Your inward witness is going to be where God speaks to you, in your internal being. Because anything on the outside, guess what? God said the soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Write that down for my note takers. The soul is comprised of mind. Everybody saying mind, will, and emotions. Okay? Your body is where you touch the earth. Okay? Why do I have to understand the, the, the threefold nature of man? Because I have to know what is speaking to me at all times, and how do I rightly divide truth so I can follow after the Spirit of God? When you, it's, I'm going to go slow. This is really easy. So I, I get it, Pastor Chris. You're saying I got to become spirit conscious. Yes, because the minute you become spirit conscious, you become better led. But the key with spirit consciousness is where's my spirit? How do I hear? How do I know I'm hearing? What do I do? How do I guide it? How do I judge it? What do I, how do I do this? Easy. It's simple. I'm going to show you how. But you got to get these precepts figured out with internal understanding, meaning this. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. Okay. So my spirit is where I contact God, right? We're going to go there. But then I have a mind, a will, and emotions. How many know your mind, your will, and your emotions can get dangerous if you don't teach them the word of God? So you're not three different people. You're one person with a lot of voices inside of you. And you got to learn how to differentiate who's talking. Okay. So you got to slow this thing down so you can start understanding and perceiving. Now look at Hebrews 4 and 12. This one's good. I read it in the Passion, I think it is, because I want you to see it. It kind of clarifies a little bit easier. Look what it says. For we have this living word of God, which is full of energy, like a two-mouthed sword. It will what? Penetrate to the very core of the being where soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. It understands and interprets what and reveals the true thoughts and secret motives of the heart. So here's what he says. He says, the word of God can divide the soul and the spirit. Does that make sense? So if the word of God can divide it, that means the word of God can identify it. It can put it back together. Why do I have to know that? Because here's what you have to know. To truly be a person who is led by the spirit of God, you are going to be really, really, really close to following the word of God. Write that down. The number one witness for the spirit-led person is, am I following the word of God? And here's the big news. Every single time the word of God shows up, 
you're going to be able to identify whether you're walking in your soul or your spirit. So let me show you like this, right? Say right now, somebody's got a, anybody got a, you might have a struggle in here. Maybe you got a financial struggle, right? Let's just use the financial struggle, right? So you're in here right now, person right here, A, standing here saying, right now, I need some finances, man. And if I don't get some financial stuff to happen, I got problems. Okay? Not a problem. Here comes the word of God. I will meet all of your needs according to my riches and glory. Now you got to make a decision. What am I going to do? Am I going to agree with it? Or am I going to disagree with what the word says? Not what I see, not what I feel, not what I understand, not with the phone ringing, not with stuff going on. What am I going to believe? So the minute the word of God comes, it divides. I'm either going to get over here in the soul and say, this ain't working. I don't know what I'm going to do. My God in heaven. Or I'm going to get over here in the spirit and say, what? I believe it. Even though I don't see it, I believed I received when I prayed and I know God's going to meet my needs. See it? Is it making sense? So now watch this. Right? So you're over here, you need healing in your body, right? You're like, oh my God, doctor said this, the world saying that, I'm all messed up. I don't know what I'm going to do. What do I do? In the Bible, you find this scripture, by his stripes, ye were healed. So now you got to make a decision. Are you healed or not? Most people ain't ever walking in faith. You better pay attention in here because some of you are struggling with this stuff and you want to know why it ain't working. It's you. It ain't God. Yeah, your, your, your confession needs to be beyond what you feel and see. It needs to become a reality when you don't feel and see. So what do you say? What well, a doctor said, well, yeah, I know what the doctor said, but the Bible said that by his stripes I'm healed. So instead of me siding in with this, I'm going to side in with the Spirit and say, I received when I prayed. Now I'm going to walk like a well person, talk like, we ain't saying we ain't going to go to the doctor. I go to the doctor. You should go to the doctor too. But what I'm going to say is I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. Now you're over here walking in the Spirit. You're not walking. What? Watch this. Every voice, write this down, every voice besides the voice of truth that you hear is your soul. So when you get there, I don't think this works. There's your soul. You just located it. Nothing ever good happened. For, hey, soul boy. There you are, soul girl. You're on the soul train. Remember that? Yeah. Remember Soul Train? Now I'm really dating myself. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you want to train because now this thing's leading you down a road you don't want to be on. Does that make sense? I don't think God's going to. Every time you come away from truth, you're going to hear the voice of your soul screaming. See it? So the closer you stay to truth, the more spirit-led you're going to be and the more of a what? A spirit-led follower you're going to become in the earth because you're trying to listen to the spirit of God. You just got to listen to the word of God. You get good at listening to the word of God, you'll get real good at hearing the spirit of God and other things that are not scripturally evident for your life. Because I tried to check that whole book. There ain't no Chris 842. Here's what you're supposed to do. It ain't in there. I went cover to cover. I got to be led by the spirit of God. Are you here? So what I mean is this, you got to start with these baby steps, staying close to the word of God. But I want to do what I want to do. Well, guess what? Then you're carnal. And you're soulishly ruled. And you're going to have a problem walking out the things of God. And you can't get mad at God when you're walking down your will and not walking God's will. So this is what I'm saying. We got to be spirit led. We're doing the best we can. This ain't some weird, you know, goofy, like float around thing. It's be a word person. The most spiritual people I've ever met in my life that really carry the spirit of God at another level, they're the most normal people you've ever seen in your life. They're not weird. They're devoted to the things of God. Does that make sense? 
So you ain't got to get off in this left field stuff. You just got to stay close. So here's what you got to know, okay? And we're going to explain it. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to understand the threefold nature of man. Number one, with my spirit, that is the dimension which deals with the spiritual realm. So with my spirit's where I hear from the spirit of God. Does that make sense? So you got born again, right? If you got born again, your spirit became alive to God. You became a new creature in Christ. And now when you become brand new, because you're all born in sin, we become born again. Once you become born again, if you have not become born again, we'll get you born again. And you will receive Jesus Christ and you'll have new life in Christ. You can't put, now remember these terminology didn't make sense when you read it. You can't put new wine in an old skin because what will happen to the old skin? It'll blow up. So you can't put brand new Holy Ghost in the old you. That's what he's saying. He's saying, I got to change out your skin. That's the new creature in Christ that you became. So the minute you said Jesus is coming to heart and you got born again, now he could take the Holy Spirit and put it in your spirit. And that's where you what? You commune with God's spirit in your spirit. That's why when you're praying in tongues, you're yielding your body to get the what? The information from the Holy Ghost. And he starts giving you witness and unction and gives you revelation. Why is it hard to pray in the spirit? Because you got to give up your body. And how many, you know, your body ain't easy to give up because we got flesh. I don't want to do this. You got to surrender your flesh. Be not what? Conformed, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Present your body a living sacrifice, holy and just, acceptable to God with your reasonable service. That's your job. Say you were bought with a price. You don't belong to yourself no more. You ain't your own. You military guys understand all this stuff. Guys and girls in the military, you get it. You property of the United States government, man. Who's who is in the military? Anybody? Anybody went to the military? You went? You went? Did you get to do whatever you want to do whenever you felt like it? I'm leaving today. I'll be back in a week. You get to do that? When you woke up in the morning, they say, we're going to run today. Now nah, I don't really feel like running today. I think I'm going to have some breakfast and just chill out by the pool. Did that work out with the military? If you leave... You go AWOL. You leave. What happened? They come get you rescued. Why? You have no more rights. You signed them over. You don't belong to yourself. You're property of the United States government. The church should get a revelation of that. You're kingdom creatures. You don't belong to yourself no more. You don't got no right to your own life. You signed up. You were bought with a price. You've been ransomed. You hear you talk like this, people want to find a new church. And they're like, man, this guy wearing me. I said, I'm a ran I ain't no ransom. Yeah, you know what I mean? No, you should get pumped because what this is what I'm saying. It's making you excited, like, hey man, I don't get to do what I want to do. No, nah, man, you don't get to do what you want to do. You gotta do what you've been called to do. Woo! You know what I'm saying? Everybody's like, praise God, I just want to go to church. No, nah, man. You've been called, you've been bought, you've been purchased, you got it. So it's with my spirit. I what? I commune with God. Now watch this. My soul has three dimensions. You wonder what they are? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. Write that down. That's where your senses are. Your senses, like kind of like sensibility, right? Will. But I'm going to show you something right here now. Your body is where you have your physical senses. Does that make sense? Your body is there. It's the dimension which deals with what? The physical realm. So you got that sight, smell, taste, touch. You know, you got natural. Like, ow. You know, I don't see God. Yeah, well, that's why you don't let your body tell you if God's real, right? You feel, right? How many got feel? Give me a hammer, I'll smack you in the finger. You feel something, right? You'll feel it, right, in the body, the physical realm. So now you got your body saying something. You got your mind, your will, and emotion saying something. And now I got to navigate the spirit of God. Man, this is going to be a hard journey. No, it ain't. Stay close to the word. 
See, the closer you stay to the word, the closer you're going to be easily led. That's important. So write this down. Number one, the Holy Spirit is a person. He is not a dove. He is not a, you know, he's not like some ghost. He ain't, I don't know, like people got all these ideas, you know, like he came down like a dove. Well, no, he's a person living inside of you today and he ain't a baby Holy Spirit. You didn't get like a miniature Holy Ghost when you got saved. You got the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So that person is living inside of you, but you got to become conscious of that person living inside of you through communication. You got to start opening up the dialogue with the Holy Spirit. You're going to have to talk to yourself a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Some of you got to start opening these question communication. A lot of times what happens with the Holy Ghost is we ignore him. He's a person. He has feelings. He, he could be sad. He could be angry. You can insult him. Did you know that? Too much of your mouth insults him. You know that? Yeah, you talk too much, you'll insult him. He'll lift. I was praying every day that time. He left. I had a vision. It wasn't open. It was, it was just I knew it. I felt the presence of God come. I was in a meeting and the presence of God came. I said something or did something. He didn't like it. He lifted, left. I was like, what the hell happened there? God said, you messed it up. I said, what do you mean I messed it up? He said, you grieved him and he left. I said, what do you mean I grieved him and he left? You're going to explain this. This is early days. I said, what do you mean I grieved him and he left? He didn't like the words of your mouth. And he left. I went on a three, I went on a tour. I'll tell you this one, man. This was funny. I went, to, I went to Tennessee, go see Brother Norval. I went to Tennessee, Atlanta. First, I went to Atlanta, Tennessee, and South Carolina was the last place. God, God told me, he said, I'm going to move quick, I'm going to move fast, and you're going to miss me if you ain't paying attention. I had three, I had three, three different meetings. I said, what's he talking about? Holy Ghost told me on the way there. He said, I'm going to move quick, I'm going to move faster, and you're going to miss me if you ain't paying attention. Tony, you should have seen it. First service, man. He moved quick, he moved fast. I missed him, and I messed the whole thing up. Normal meeting, basic stuff. I got to, uh, by the time I got to South Carolina, I was so ready. Keith, I didn't even preach a word. The guy played something on the keyboard. I said, just play those notes over and over. Pastor Liz will tell you, it was one of those powerful meetings I've ever been in my life. People looked like they were burning on fire, falling on the ground. I didn't know what happened, dude. I just left. I had one of the premier music guys in the industry today. If I mention his name, you'll know him. He's one of the biggest producers in music, Christian music today. The dude looked at me like, I am scared. Where can I go hide? I said, bro, we all stuck. Ain't nowhere to go. We might as well just roll. These people looked like they were lighting on fire. God said, I'm going to be quick. I'm gonna you can't tell the Holy Ghost what he's going to do. You guys got to try to stay in there. But you got to be sensitive because you don't want to mess things up. And I don't want to hear none of these church. God's the God of this, this, that, and that. God's the God that if you miss it, he might not come back. Don't listen to all this goofy teaching. Pop a God and jump in his lap and, you know, all that. I'm scared of God in a good way. Like, reverence him. Like, hey, man, he's God. He's holy. I have an awe of God. I'm not scared of God like fear and trembling, but I'm scared to miss it. So you got to be sensitive and you got to start setting an atmosphere. Like, when he speaks, how many times God starts speaking to you and you start getting busy with something stupid? Give me an amen because you know I'm right. He's talking to you about this and you two goofing around and you ain't paying. Stop what you're doing. God told me to start. Stop what you're doing. I said, what you mean? He said, I'm talking to you. Stop doing what you're doing. I was like, all right. I mean, I stopped. We'll take notes on my phone. Because if you don't start getting sensitive to me, he'll stop talking to you. He's a person. I'll tell you, I know him. 
Don't listen to this stuff. I don't care what anybody told you. They don't know what you're telling you. This is the truth. You, you pray about this when you leave. Say, is Pastor Chris lying to me? And let's see what God tells you. I know him, man. I don't know nothing else. I, don't, I told you. Remember I told man, Pastor Liz talks about going to Israel. I laugh about that. I don't know none of that stuff. How they, I'll be telling everybody, first rock I see, he rolled that rock. Joel, I'll be on the Sea of Gal Galilee or whatever. I say, he threw some fish in there and caught them on. got goldfish. Praise God. Is that really what happened? How do I know? I didn't pay attention to that class. I don't know and I don't care. We'll go with somebody smart like Rick Renner or Dr. Rob or something like that. You don't take me to Israel. I wouldn't even know where I'm at. Pastor Chris, you shouldn't be proud of that. Why? I'm supposed to know everything about the Bible? What are you, crazy? You got experts at that. I got friends real good at that. We'll, see, we'll go with them. You want to go to Israel? We'll go with them. And I'll sit there and take notes like you will. That ain't my bag. They put me in that class. They told me, here's Paul's first missionary journey. I told you about it. He went, I can tell you, he went to Durba. I don't know where Derby is. I don't know where Lystra is. I don't know where Iconium is. I don't know where nothing. Second missionary journey. Who cares? I was like, go with some scholar with that stuff. I don't need to know none of that. I know what I need to know. I need to know the Holy Ghost and set you free. That's what I need to know. People want to go strain this out. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And I don't knock those guys. Go learn about all that. I'm down. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I know what I'm talking about, about the Holy Ghost. I ain't taking you on no road trip to Israel. Well, pay somebody for that. Are you here? I don't know what you heard. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not producing my credibility. I know my credibility. But I'm just trying to get you to say, well, that's not what I heard. You better stop going what you heard and understand what you're hearing right now today. I'm going to show it to you in the word. But you got to start, you, you better all start watching your mouth. Your mouth is grieving God. And because you're grieving God with your mouth, he ain't showing up in your life. Look at, look at, go, okay. Go to, all right. Now, look, I love you. I'm just telling you what he did with me. Go, we're going to skip a little bit because I'm getting this in the Holy Ghost. And then I'm going to pray for a couple people. Go to Ephesians 4.27 in the Passion. It's in the notes, Ashley. Ashley's doing a great job. Clap for Ashley because she's awesome. Okay? Now stay right here. Okay? Now watch what I'm telling you. You got to be careful because he's sensitive. You ever been around a sensitive person? You just can't be saying anything you want to say. You got to be cool. Now, you ever get around sensitive people? They may be a little over oversensitive, and you're like, I didn't mean it like that. And it's too late. They start crying, and now you look like a big jerk because you open your mouth too much. That's the Holy Ghost, man. You got to be careful, man. You can't be talking no doubt and unbelief around him because if you grieve him, he'll lift. And you don't want to grieve God. And unbelief grieves God. And you know when your soul starts spitting stuff out, shut that thing down. Don't say nothing. Better off saying nothing than say something that's going to hurt his feelings. He's sensitive. That's why you got to watch. Now, Captain Kuhlman's weird, all right? But she's weird. Listen, stop. Benny's like Captain Kuhlman without the dress, straight up, okay? Bottom line. But they know how to get God. She's weird in her, 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 what did you want? Her persona? Would that be the right word? Does that sound good? Her persona is very theatrical. That lady knew God, bro. You go watch those meetings. She's like, she's like, he's here. Like, she's like, whoa, okay, he's here. What you been smoking, right? But... She's legit. I'm not grieving God. I'm just telling you what's up. She'll bring you to a place deep. Brother Norville told me it was the most powerful meetings he's ever been in his life. And he's seen a lot of people, Oral Roberts, all those guys, Billy Grahams of the world. He said, Captain Coleman went to go see her in Pittsburgh. He said the anointing was so thick in there, people were getting falling out in the kitchen. Wild. But when you watch her, her persona is just a little floaty. 
I ain't got no problem with that. That's who she is. Okay? Benny looked the same way, got the same music. God bless him. They're great men and women of God. But if you see the way she responds, don't hurt him. She uses terminology that you look at like, don't grieve him. You're looking at her like, what are you talking about? She, he's sensitive. They know God. Benny was like that. I used to go to Orlando Christian Center. Right? Whether you like him or not, I don't care. A little white suit. What do you feel in you, brother? Brother, what do you feel in you? Brother. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Go watch the videos. I do good, pretty good, Benny. Brother, what do you feel in you, brother? He'd be doing that thing with the hand. He'd freak you out. Man, he smacked me in the head one time. I woke up on the floor, bro. That cat. He jumped in the air. Anoint him for ministry. Bam, smacked me. I fell over there. Guy dropped me. I'm like, I got up. I was messed up, bro. I like, I don't know what happened. I, what do you feel on you, brother? God, bro. That's what I felt. I don't know. I'm stumbling, got up off the floor like, bro, what's up, dude? Where, where am I? <laughs> Little Joker was small, too. He had a jump and hit me. Bam, smacked me right in the head, Keith. Bring him. You know how I do that thing? It'd be there. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Don't put this on YouTube. He'd be like, he'd be doing a thing. Benny be doing it. He, he's here. Bring him. Bring him. Benny, they fly, running down the aisle, right? You run. Oh, V, I ran across the road. They're like, bring, bring him. I come here. Bam, smack me in the head. I fell out in the drum over here somewhere. I'm shot out. Like, I don't know what happened, but it's good. Oh, I remember walking out. What do you feel on your brother? God, bro. I don't know what you knocked in me, out of me. Yes, it worked. I'm here now. All right. Get what I'm saying. Okay. Pull it in and understand. It's funny, but it's true. They would set an atmosphere. It was weird, man. It wasn't like church. Like we do church. Like you got 14 minutes and 44 seconds. That joker worshiped God for an hour and 20 minutes before he came out on the platform. I'm in here going, bro. When is this dude coming out? Our worshiping God. We ain't still the joker. I'm peeping my eye. <laughs> trying to be spiritual. You know, you ain't right. You know, you try not to be that guy, but you're like, you don't want to look at your boys because you know all your friends are like, when's this joker coming out? You know, you're like, Benny, you here yet? And then he come out, and then you knew when he come out, you could feel him. Yeah, weight, man. Kenneth Hagin, those guys got weight. They had weight on them, man. You knew when they were in the room. One time, one time I was there, and, uh, and, and Brother Norval came out. I didn't even know the joker left the building. I knew he was in the room. Man, I knew he was in the room. Just had weight. You know what I'm saying? Man, sometimes you just got to have weight. So what was it? There was a sensitivity to God. See, watch. He'll show up in here. See what I'm talking You talk like this. You know, it's, you think it's funny. You know what I'm saying? Like it is. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm humorous in my approach. But you feel him right now. He be, see, this is why I know. I'm, I'm stupid enough to just go out on nothing, and he'll show up and back me up. You know what I'm saying? But you feel him. Like, you close your eyes right now and shift. Watch. He likes that kind of talk. It's weighty. Here's witness what I'm telling you. So they have this level of sensitivity to play the right music. Always. To sing, sing the right things. Constantly. And you can't understand it because there's things that touch God's heart and there's things that don't. I'm not saying we're going to sit here for an hour and a half because I, you know what's funny? When that started happening for me, I was like, I want to be, I want to have weight and I don't want to be weird, but I want to move quick. So I conditioned myself 
to to not have to. It's funny. I don't know if anybody. It's my gift, so I'm gonna roll with it. God told me the other day. He said, if you don't stay in your gift, the other day God told me. He said, if you don't stay in your gifting, you're not gonna accomplish nothing. My gift is different. I I don't need to go that long to get him to show up. Not maybe somebody else's gift. I just want to flip the switch and get there. That means you got to stay conscious of God. It takes too long to bring the whole room with you. Look what he says here. Let's get this point in. I'm going to pray for a couple of people today. Put this thing. Don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. If anyone is you stolen, stole, don't do it no more. Right? Earn an honest living. Do the right thing. Look at 29. Never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth. Jesus said in the King James, right, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. He's saying never use ugly, hateful, words that don't have faith, all that negativity. Don't let it out of your mouth. Why? But instead, let your words become beautiful gifts that encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. Ephesians 4.29, King James says this, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edification, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. So I want, if I ain't going to say something that's going to add grace to your life, I don't need to say it. Why? Look at the next verse. Because the Holy Spirit of God has sealed you in Jesus Christ until you experience your full success. So never grieve the Spirit of God or take for granted his holy influence in your life. Look at it in the King James. Can you put 430 in the King James just real quick? It reads a little bit clearer for you to see this. When she does that, we're going to see this. You can play something. But I want you to pull this in. I want you to get this. Right? And I want you to see this. She's going to pop it up there. You grieve God with the words of your mouth. Right? It's 430. You'll find it. King James is great. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby what? You're sealed to the dead. Well, what grieves God? Look at the next verse. 429. We're going to go up one. My bad. Should be the next verse, the previous verse. Look what it says. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed into the day of redemption. Boom. 429. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Why? Because the words of your mouth grieve the Spirit of God. So here's my question. That which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the here. See it? I don't want to grieve him. Now watch this. What grieves him? Well, mean words, unkind words. I got news for you. You want to know what grieves him? Unfaith-filled words. Words that don't line up to truth. Words that are just connected to the soul. You don't want to go there. Stay away from them things. Keep your heart connected to God and keep your spirit connected to the word. Or you keep doing that stuff, you're going to start seeing this thing flow in your favor. So what's going to happen is, I ain't going to say it. Why? I don't want to grieve God. See, here's the thing. He's a person. He's a person. Now listen, we all have bad days. We all, Gigi and me were kidding the other day. She said something kind of funny, and I was laughing. I said, man, sometimes I say stuff. I, I, say, sometimes I say a lot of wrong stuff. You know what I always do when I do? I say, dig it up. I can see a shovel in the spirit digging up a seed I don't want to harvest on. So every time I say something I don't want to see, I dig it up by faith. 
Dig that up. You know, I say something stupid every once in a while. Dig it up. I don't want to harvest on it. If you don't want to harvest on it, don't let it come out of your mouth. Because the law is whatsoever a man says, that's he plants. And what you plant, you don't want to see a harvest on a lot of stuff you've been planting with your mouth. So what do you do? Dig it up, Lord. Dig it up. Dig it up. I don't want to harvest on that. Amen? Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.